Hello and welcome to the July 11th episode of 10. My name is Ryan and I will be your host today. Today I will report to you on some of the most interesting news from around the world such as the United States recording its highest one-day spike in new coronavirus cases, 7-Eleven cancels its free slushy day, adding crushed rock dust to farmland could draw down up to 2 billion tons of carbon dioxide from the air per year, and much more. In our first story of the day, the United States recorded its highest one-day spike in new coronavirus cases since the pandemic began as hospitals in some hotspots approach capacity. The U.S. single-day record of more than 66,000 new coronavirus cases on Friday broke the previous record, set Thursday, by about 3,000 cases, according to a Johns Hopkins University tracker. The latest confirmed infections add to the nearly 3.2 million cases recorded nationwide since January. California Texas and Florida saw record daily coronavirus spikes in the last week and have emerged as the country's largest coronavirus hotspots. Those states, along with Arizona, also saw record numbers of coronavirus deaths this week. Nearly 135,000 people have died in the U.S. since the pandemic began, according to Johns Hopkins data. The surge in coronavirus cases is straining hospitals in Florida, Texas, and Arizona, where beds in some areas are reaching capacity. In Houston, the Texas Tribune reported some hospitals are turning away emergency responders as beds fill up with coronavirus patients. California, Texas and Florida have reimposed some restrictions on bars and indoor dining as cases surged in recent weeks, though governors have stopped short of ordering new stay-at-home orders introduced earlier in the pandemic. Florida's Walt Disney World reopened its parks this week despite concerns from staff and health experts. The nationwide coronavirus spike has sparked a battle over plans to reopen schools this fall. President Donald Trump is pushing for full reopenings, threatening to withhold federal government funding from schools that don't completely reopen. In international news, Bosnia has marked the 25th anniversary of the Srebrenica massacre, the only declared genocide in Europe since the Second World War, with a small number of survivors in attendance, due to the coronavirus pandemic. The execution in July 1995 of more than 8,000 Bosniak Muslim men and boys is being commemorated in a series of events. There will also be a reburial of the recently identified remains of nine victims in a memorial cemetery outside the town in eastern Bosnia. The Srebrenica massacre is the only episode of Bosnia's 1992-1995 war to be defined as genocide. After murdering thousands of Srebrenica's Muslims, Serbs dumped their bodies in numerous mass graves scattered throughout eastern Bosnia, in an attempt to hide the crime. Body parts are still being found in mass graves and are being put together and identified through DNA analysis. Almost 7,000 of those killed have been found and identified. Newly identified victims are buried each year on 11th of July, the anniversary of the day the killing began in 1995. Thousands of visitors usually attend the commemoration service and funerals but this year only a small number of survivors were allowed at the cemetery due to the coronavirus pandemic. In one of the most interesting stories I have read today, a British grandmother who pretended to be blind and suffering from a debilitating illness scammed the British government out of an eye-opening $1.2 million in benefits, and not even her husband was clued in. At one point, Christina Pomfrey, 65 was earning more than $16,000 a month, using two identities and pretending to be blind and suffering from multiple sclerosis. The news came as a shock to her husband of 15 years, 
who said he first heard about his wife's welfare scams after a police officer recently showed him a copy of her driver's license. The granny pled guilty to fraud charges last month in court, and was sentenced to three years and eight months in prison. Pomfrey's fraud, which began in 2002, was discovered three years ago when she was put under surveillance by the Britain's Department for Work and Pensions. Agents secretly filmed her driving, reading a newspaper and picking up her grandchildren from the school. In some sad but understandable news, the coronavirus pandemic has taken away another summertime tradition in the U.S. There will be no free Slurpees at 7-Elevens on Saturday, July 11th, to hail a date that doubles as an abbreviation of the convenience store chain's name. 7-Eleven has been giving away its slushy beverage to all customers for nearly 20 years on July 11th, but it scrapped the promotion this summer to reduce the risk of people flocking to its stores and risking contracting the coronavirus. The roughly 33 million people who had 7-Eleven's membership app installed on their smartphones as of July 1st are also eligible for a free medium Slurpee at any time this month. Additionally, Chick-fil-A has postponed its upcoming Cow Appreciation Day, an annual event in which customers dress up in cow attire to get free food. The event, which was scheduled to take place July 14th, was nixed due to safety concerns related to the COVID-19 pandemic. About 2 million people have participated in the festivities in the past. In more food news, Tyson Foods is reportedly accelerating development of robotic technology designed to handle processes like deboning the 39 million chickens that go through the company's plants each week. While the project has been in the works for several years, the meatpacking company increased urgency around the effort in the wake of a rash of coronavirus outbreaks across its facilities starting in May. Tyson as well as competitors like Smithfield Foods, quickly became hot spots for spreading the virus, sickening workers and prompting temporary closures that led to national meat shortages. Tyson Foods said that it has already invested $500 million in robotics since 2017, and has plans to ramp up the project amid the coronavirus. While automated robots could reduce exposure to the coronavirus and help prevent employees from working in close proximity, some have concerns that they could take the place of human jobs in an economy that has left 21 million Americans unemployed. Further, many of these workers are already earning comparatively low wages to other individuals in similarly hazardous lines of work, at an average of $15.92 an hour. Construction workers, for example, earn an average of $28.51 an hour. In sports news, the NFL Players Association has sent a counterproposal to the NFL leading up to a call scheduled for Monday that is poised to address a number of outstanding issues including testing protocols and compensation. Earlier last week, the NFL proposed 35% of player salaries to be held in escrow to help cushion the financial blow the league is anticipating in light of the COVID-19 pandemic. That was met with tremendous criticism among players and the latest counter-proposal by the NFLPA suggests that no percentage of 2020 salaries is held in escrow. Instead, the NFLPA proposed a flat salary cap of $198.2 million in 2021 and to spread the 2020 revenue loss against the cap over the next decade. This is all an attempt by the NFL and NFLPA to avoid a drastic drop in the salary cap for 2021. With players set to report in just a few weeks, It'll be imperative for both sides to come together with a clear plan sooner rather than later to avoid hiccups and potentially put players and the league at risk of financial and medical problems. In environmental news, adding crushed rock dust to farmland could draw down up to 2 billion tons of carbon dioxide, CO2, 
from the air per year and help meet key global climate targets, according to a major new study. A major new study shows adding rock dust to farmland could remove carbon dioxide equivalent to more than the current total emissions from global aviation and shipping combined, or around half of Europe's current total emissions. Findings reveal the world's highest emitters, China, India and the US, also have the greatest potential to remove CO2 from the atmosphere using this method. Scientists suggest unused materials from mining and the construction industry could be used to help soils remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. The technique would be straightforward to implement for farmers, who already tend to add agricultural lime to their soils. In coronavirus news, a Texas man has died after attending a COVID party because he thought coronavirus is a hoax. The man was 30 years old at the time of his death. According to the man's doctor, the man went to a COVID party. The doctor said a COVID party is when someone who contracts the virus invites friends over for a party to see if they can beat the disease. In the man's final words, he said that he thought the coronavirus was a hoax, and never expected he could die from it. It seems that many young people think they are invisible to the virus, but that is obviously not the case. And in our final story of the day, FedEx says they will remove all signage from the Washington Redskins Stadium if the team does not change its name. Washington currently plays at FedEx Field in Lentover, Maryland. FedEx has been a Washington sponsor since 1999 upon signing a $205 million stadium naming rights deal. Washington announced on July 3 it will undergo a thorough review of the team's nickname. The announcement followed a week of significant pressure from team sponsors, including FedEx and Pepsi Company. Nike appeared to remove all Washington's apparel from its website on July 2. FedEx's contract with Washington is slated to expire in 2026. Washington is reportedly only considering new nicknames without Native American imagery or references. That is all for today's episode of 10, thank you for listening and have a great day.